0: Derek Zoolander, paging Derek Zoolander, yeah, yeah, here we go, showtime, baby, 9.45am, it's Wednesday morning, it's Veterans Day, 11.11, it's Make-A-Wish Day, make a wish that a veteran is doing well, alright, here we go call your grandpa. My grandpa's a veteran, but that's okay. I was just I was just in Montana, so maybe I'll call him later today, but not right now cuz yeah, cuz we're we can't call him on the podcast. He wouldn't know what a podcast was. There's no way my grandpa knows what a podcast is. All right, he'd probably listen to a, a NASCAR one. he would enjoy that. Speaking of NASCAR, just saw Chase Elliott win the Cup. For all you race nuts out there, was he? He's like third youngest driver to win the Cup. E, there you go. That's a NASCAR stat for you. But here we go. I've I watched Zoolander. Derek Zoolander. I watched Zoolander yesterday. Went for a long walk. Was planning on doing the podcast when I got back. But then ran out of steam. And now I'm doing it this morning, right now. I just got walk- back from a walk, just now. For, with my mother. And... It's cold out there, it's in the twenties, and it's it's slippery it's icy, it's snowy and um yeah why why they call it i was <laughs> it's weird how black ice why the guy call it black ice is the the worst ice they they call it black ice that just that seems a little racist to me, <laughs> and then. The snow. Nobody nobody worries about the white stuff. Nobody cares about the snow. It's all about that that's a it's unoriginal. It's an unoriginal bit. Alright, here we go. Let's get into Zoolander. I have so much stuff so much stuff prepared right now. Talk about Zoolander. Let's just so it's two thousand one movie. Obviously, if, I'd be shocked if you hadn't heard of it. It's a comedy classic. Stars Ben Stiller as Derek Zoolander. His rival, Owen Wilson as Hansel. Will Ferrell as Mugatu, the evil fashion guru. Christine Taylor, Ben Stiller's ex-wife. Just as of just recent, as of a few years ago. But they got married in 2001. So I wonder if... I wonder if they hooked up on... In Zoolander. When they're filming it. I wonder. And... Yeah, she's... Christine Taylor is Matilda. She's... She's the, the Time Magazine reporter. So... Yeah, it's about... Basically... I don't really need to tell you what it's about. It's about... Fashion industry I mean there's a weird plot with the attempted assassination of the Malaysian prime minister, which we'll get into that more late later, but that's kind of the the very specific plot of it that's based around and let's just get started here with the funniest scenes, so for funniest. Start the Zoolander calendar th- that they show at the Model of the Year award at the beginning. And his calendar is funny because every single month is his, is the same exact face. Ben Stiller's making the same face, which Will Farrell points out later in the movie when he's freaking out. And he's he's saying he only has one look, and, and yeah, he 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 freaks out because he only has one look, but just a diff, bunch of different names for that one look. So, and then in the calendar, they just dressed him up each month differently according to the season. And another funny scene: the gas station fight. Of course, which ends sadly for Brent, Mika's, and God. What was? See, I can't remember. I I didn't write that down. Didn't take good enough notes on what was. I can't remember the third roommate's name. But it's funny they do spell Brent, B R I N T. Spelled like Brent. It was Brent, Brent, Mikas, I think it may have been Lance, or Lancelot, maybe, or something like that, Mm. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, they, they are doing a, a fight at a gas station, spraying, spraying gasoline on each other, after they got orange, god, it's one of the quotes, we'll get to it later in the quotes, Orange Mocha Frappuccinos from Starbucks. Then they're spraying gas all over each other, and then Brent, I think it's Brent, Brent. He lights a cigarette and blows up the whole gas station there. So, it must other people must have perished in that explosion too? Like people working at the gas station. Other people getting, I mean, I doubt there's anybody else that was still getting their gas. Yep. You would probably leave if, if three dudes just started having a, a gas station fight and spraying gasoline all over. You'd probably get out of there cu- pretty quickly before, before they drenched you in gas. You'd be, <laughs> there's something a little off about these guys. These guys might be models. Um, guys. So this movie is so funny. Another funny scene. Once again. Derek's roommates. I love how they keep saying. Earth to. Earth to Brent. Uh, Earth to Mikas. Uh, and then. <laughs> and then Brent doesn't think that Mikas. Gets the joke. He's like. "Uh, Earth to Mikas. I don't think you did get it. <laughs> I don't think you did get the joke. Because you were all like. Uh. <laughs> it's funny. His roommates are funny. And we have. Another. Let's just jump to. The, the Derek. Coal mining montage. When he goes to. Back home. And his dad and two brothers. Are coal miners. In southern New Jersey. Of course. Uh, we'll get to that in the improbable section. But yeah, there's a really funny montage of like the part where... <laughs> I like the part where he swings his axe and he just lets it go. And it hits the guy out of frame. And I like the part where he paints himself. And I wonder if it'd be considered blackface. But it's really more like... Coal face. Not Cole's face. I'm not talking about the department store, Cole's. Which, if you, if you shop too much at Cole's, you start to develop Cole's face. No. I'm talking about, yeah, coal fit. Derek Zoolander, he paints himself in coal soot and then and then he he's hiding in the shadows and then he jumps out and scares the bejesus out of his dad who's John Voight this is the second movie in a row we're doing with John Voight cuz he was Nicolas Cage's father in National Treasure of course and then another funny thing about the whole Cole sequence is that John Voight and then Vince Vaughn is one of his brothers. And then I didn't recognize the other brother. But he might be somebody famous. And they all they all have the same hair as Derek. They all have the the I don't know what you would call it. In in the beginning God, who said that? I think it was Cuba Gooding Junior. He said he called it when they're doing like all the fake celebrity interviews on the red carpet. They're all talking about Derek Zoolander. And Cuba Gooding Jr. said it's almost uh, it's like a, a white man afro. It's kind of like a, a blowout with jet black hair. They might, you might call it coal black, coal black hair, soot colored hair. So, yeah, they all have that. It looks funny on John Voight and Vince Vaughn. Let's see, another funny scene. I like it how he calls it the Derek Zoolander Center for Kids Who Can't Read Good. That's great. And then, yeah, there's some more funny stuff about that. And, oh, so Hansel... When he gets his eyelash cut. And then he freaks out. That's during the, the head-to-head, impromptu run, run-off, walk-off. I guess you call it a walk-off. You walk on the runway. You, yeah, you don't run on the runway. You walk on the runway. And then, but then airplanes, you also, airplanes fly They land on a runway, but nobody runs on a runway. You never, you never run, you never run on a runway. How come you never run on a runway? How come they, how come they don't call tracks runways? It should be called runway and field instead of track and field. You, you, you walk on a runway. Airplanes fly on the runway. You don't run on the runway. Speaking of Seinfeld, I thought of this funny character called Anti Masks Seinfeld. And he would just be like, No mask. Why, Matt? No mask. Why are you wearing something over your face? You can't breathe. No mask. No mask. That's my character. Anti-mask Seinfeld. What's the deal with these face coverings? No mask. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Cracked myself up. Why you gotta wear a mask? You can't see. You, you pull up the mask too high. You can't see. No mask. That's, that's anti-mask Seinfeld. All right. More funny scenes. Derek's tiny cell phone. I love how small his cell phone is. That's really... It reminds me of an iPod Nano. Remember those iPod Nanos? Mac... And the, the iPod Shuffle was tiny too. The iPod Shuffle was so small, it didn't have a screen on it. You just had to, rant, you just had to guess what song you're gonna listen to. That's why they call it the Shuffle. Like, It's always random. And then, yeah, that's funny because that's back when technology, it used to be cool if you make it really tiny. But then, then the iPhone started getting huge. So it kind of swung back the other way. Hmm. <laughs> you have to have really low self-esteem to buy an iPod Shuffle back in the day. You're like, I don't, I don't even want to be able to choose what song I want to listen to. I just want to listen to whatever it gives me why wouldn't, I just, I can't believe that they had, who would buy the iPod Shuffle? Come on. I mean, that's, I guess that's why they discontinued it pretty soon. Probably didn't sell that well. Okay. But, so his, Derek's tiny cell phone, and then the one scene where he answers it, and he thinks that, Maury Ballstein, who's actually Jerry Stiller, actually Ben Stiller's dad, real life. And Maury Ballstein is the, he's the owner of what, Ball's Models. So he's a, he's like a fashion guru as well. But yeah, Derek thinks that he's God. I love that. He's like... Are you is this God? I love how he thinks that God is calling him. They get a, a lot of mileage out of the the low IQ. Derek's, Derek's really stupid. They get they get a lot of mileage out of that that bit throughout the whole movie. Another funny scene. Oh my gosh. When Mugatu and his assistant, Todd. So, Mugatu takes a sip of his latte, and then he doesn't like it, so he he spits it out and throws it all over his assistant, Todd. And (laughs) it's like scalding hot, just burning his assistant. But then, right after that, they have this sequence where they're just trading, they're like smoldering looks at each other and it's it's a very it's a visual scene it's hard to describe but it's so funny they just keep going back and forth and then the funny part the funniest thing is when Will Ferrell he kind of smiles a little bit and then he's like "Er," yeah. <laughs> he like growls at him like he goes from like a, a tiny half smile, and then and then he goes into like a a growl, and he's like, he's like, and he's, like and he's like trying to be intimidating again. That's a, that's a really funny, visual scene. Always good for audio podcast, to describe a visual scene. And, next one, another funny scene. When Derek and Hansel are clawing at the computer. Man, that's an old-looking Apple. It's one of those old-school Apple computers with the colorful bulbous back to it. And the uh, they start clawing at the computer like they're cavemen. And then Hansel, there just happens to be a bone sitting right there. Like a a big old caveman bone, and Hansel just picks it up and he's about to smash it, but then Derek's like, "Wait, we have to be smarter than the machine." I think he says, "We have to be smarter than the machine, or we're or if not, we're no better than it." It's like it's something to that effect. It's funny, like I, I like how all of a sudden. Derek is... He, he gets a moment of of intelligence. Like, all of a sudden, he's, he's... He's insightful, and... I don't know where that came from. The rest of the movie. Another funny scene... God, we're still in the first category. Is Hansel... Hansel... And the evil DJ. Which I didn't even realize... It the evil DJ is Justin Thoreau who directed right now I'm looking at the DVD case I do believe Justin Thoreau is the director of this movie but yeah I didn't even recognize him he they got him so souped up with makeup and evil scars and how come evil people are the only... They're the only ones who ever have scars? It's like, one, once you get a scar... I guess Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Is not... He's not really... He's not evil. He has a scar. But, I mean, scar. That scar is the name of the evil lion in Lion King. I guess if you hit your head, really... If you scratch yourself up and scar yourself, then... You just have to lead lead a life of crime after that, I suppose, unless you're a unless you're some sort of muggle or a, what? I don't know Harry Potter that well. One of the non muggles, like Harry. Yeah, there's a word for it. I've never read Harry Potter. Never read any of the Harry Potter books. I think I think they're all right downstairs right here my parents house in Spokane but yeah just never got never I saw the movies but I don't think I've seen the very last movie the second half of the seventh book don't think I've unless one of them is the one with Dobby when Dobby is a heavy character there that might be the first half of the last book Mm hmm. I saw Fantastic Beasts. I saw the first Fantastic Beasts. I think that that was with my mom and sister in theaters. That was that must have been right around. It was either Thanksgiving or Christmas. It's definitely one of those holidays. Oh, yeah. And Johnny Depp is no longer in that franchise. I wonder who who do you get? To replace Johnny Depp is kinda irreplaceable. Maybe Justin (laughs) Thoreau. Bring it back to Zoolander. Justin Thoreau is he's kind of Depp. He's kind of Johnny Depp Light. He's like Depp Light, I'd call him. Okay. So anyway, Hansel and the evil DJ. Justin Thoreau. Johnny Depp Light. Which that sounds like a really tasty soda. Can I get? Let me get a, a can of Johnny Depp Light. <laughs> and it's just got, it's just got a bunch of jangly bracelets all around it. It's draped in a scarf. The, instead of a, what do you? God, how do I forget the word? Like a koozie. Instead of a, a koozie, it has a is a koozie made of a scarf. There you go. It's Johnny Depp light, Or maybe it'd be a beer. <laughs> it sounds more like a beer. Alright. Um, so yeah, Hansel and evil DJ breakdance fighting. That's, that's a funny little scene right there. That's the scene that features the evil DJ the most. And then you have Hansel and Derek in disguise. I love how Derek has his he has his tiny little makeup like he pulls out this little makeup kit like a tiny makeup kit and then that's the joke is that the the two people that it's just it's like an Indian guy and then Godfrey the comedian Godfrey uh, a bro a black brother so just with with Derek's tiny makeup kit he's able to make him and Hansel look like yeah that's that's the joke of it it's funny it's another another visual joke so and then yeah that's that's all looks like all the funniest scenes just got through all of them there so now add Scenes I would like to add or cut to the movie. I would like to add. John Voight and Derek's brother's reference. uh, Derek's mother passed away. So I would like to add a flashback. To Derek's mom. And I want to see if. Does she have the same hairstyle. As does she have the family hairstyle. I would like to. Who would play Derek's? I feel like Tina Fey. I think Tina Fey would. Speaking of scars, Tina Fey is not evil. She has a scar. There's another non evil person who has a scar. Yeah, I think I think Tina Fey would be funny in that role. I was gonna say Kristen Wiig, but I nobody knew. Kristen Wiig wasn't famous back in 2001 or 2000 when they were f- would have been filming it. I don't think I don't think Kristen Wiig had popped yet. Like, I mean, because w- when did Kristen Wiig and now we got to look this up. When, when did she get onto SNL? Because she was I mean, obviously Bridesmaids was her giant breakout role, but *Bridesmaids* was like twenty ten, maybe twenty eleven. Let's see when. Let's see when Kristen Wiig showed up on SNL. Um, uh, two thousand five. She's from *The Groundlings*. Adam Carolla always talks about *The Groundlings*. She made her TV debut in two thousand three. Yeah. So. She had never even, she hadn't even been on TV till a couple years after Zoolander. So this would have been, this would have been a, a surprising role for her. <laughs> Just, but yeah, she would. Kristen Wiig, I think, would have been funny as Zoolander's mom. She was on SNL from God. She has so many characters. Target Lady. One of her characters, is this Target lady, that's funny. Target. I wonder, gosh, yeah, she Kristen Wiig is underrated, an underrated comedic actor. She is so funny. She should star in more movies. They should. Oh, speaking of star, she has a new movie called Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar, and her character's name is Star. God, I, I swear I didn't even look at that. That's, that's so crazy. What are the odds? <laughs> I say she should, she should star in more movies. She's literally starring in a movie as star. Comes out next year. But yeah, she's in the new Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman 1984. It's just combined with George Orwell's book. <laughs> that'd be that'd be a, a weird combo. George Orwell's book, I just which I just started reading 1984. I've, I've just read the first few pages or so. But then I went to the back of the book. There's a little appendix. A- appendixes are always boring. But this appendix, the appendix in Nineteen. 19- it sounds like I'm talking about the body part. <laughs> you should get that appendix removed. I'm talking about your book. Get that get that appendix removed from your book. <laughs> oh my gosh. But the appendix in 1984 is so like boring cuz he's just talking about the language, the newspeak. He just goes in depth on the made up language and he just keeps saying like predicate, adverb, adjective. It feels like you're in grammar school. But who like who goes to grammar school? A whole school just for grammar. Like, is that like a real thing? Like, why wouldn't you just have part of like, do you study math and science in grammar school? Or do you go to a separate math and science school? Do they have recess at grammar school? Is it just a term? Uh, I do not is it a I do not get it? Is it a boarding school? Is it a boring school? <laughs> Alright. Grammar school. Mm-hmm. I, I I I have maybe it's like a summer school. Maybe it's like a I'm gonna get a sip of coffee. I'm going to ponder this. Mm. All right. That's some good podcast fuel right there. So Wonder Woman. Enough. Um, yeah. So if you're going to read 1984, I would say don't even worry about reading the appendix. It's it's just mindless, drawvel. Like, I don't need to read about you going super in-depth on this made up like it's always confusing when people go super in depth on things that they made up and they just keep getting more specific about about their it just gets very confusing so who's Patty Jenkins Patty Jenkins is the director of the new Wonder Woman she also directed the first Wonder Woman she directed that movie Monster, the one starring Charlize Theron. Theron, Charlize Theron, where she plays the serial killer Eileen Warnous. It's the one where they made Char- Charlize Theron look super scary. Yes, they made Charlize Theron ugly for the movie. That's what they did. And she gained a little bit of weight for it. But like hardly any. Like I like how she said she gained weight. But then she just she doesn't look overweight. I don't think. Judging from the poster. So that must be discouraging for lots of women out there. They're like Charlize Theron gained weight. And you can't even tell. Like what? What? Don't 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 compare yourself to random famous celebrities because they got, they got a lot of people working on, they got whole departments of people who are propping them up and then making them look like that. So I'm speaking to all the women out there. I feel like, yeah, they're like, like, could you imagine, imagine how much more you would get done if you had a whole team of people you got like 20 people to help you just be perfect in every facet of life it's it's such a it's a mirage i call it the celebrity mirage like uh it's a facade it's a it's a facade a facade is kind of like a a mirage but I was getting facade mixed up with foyer. I was, I was going to say a facade is like a mirage in your house. But I guess, I, wait, what is, all right, now I'm I'm getting, I'm getting so in depth. Because mirage, that's like a desert. It's like a, it's like one of those things you see when you're dehydrated in the desert. Yeah, okay, I was kind of right. A facade is the face of a building, especially the principal front that looks onto a street or open space. An outward appearance that is maintained to conceal a less pleasant or creditable reality. Yeah. So it's like the, the front of your building that the world can see. Just like your appearance. So I guess your appearance is a facade in in and of itself. Cause Yeah, nobody is as good as they always as they present themselves in public. Everybody amps it up a little bit. Of course. Okay. Anyway. Let's get so anyway, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Comes out Christmas. Christmas Day. So wait, that's coming up soon. So that's like month and a half there you go let's get back to Zoolander why don't we so back to the ad cut ad or cut scenes so the only other thing I could think of I might cut the whole Malaysian prime minister even though it's kind of the engine of the movie or I guess it's a facade it's kind of a facade of a plot like, is it, it's the weirdest plot for for any of these, any of these comedies, which, which I was going to say this later, but I'll just say right now, Zoolander is kind of, it's the, the beginning of a comedic era. It's the beginning of the Anchorman era. I, I was going to talk about this. I'll just talk about the cross era comparisons right now. I have Anchorman, which came out three years later, and then Dodgeball, which came out the year after Anchorman. And man, with Dodgeball, I love Dodgeball so much. Unfortunately the DVD is down in California. So I can't can't watch it. I I will have to check around, and see if Dodgeball's streaming anywhere. Yeah, it should be. Dodgeball is such an underrated comedy. But Dodgeball should be talked about more in the vein of Anchorman. But people love Anchorman. But Dodgeball. Dodgeball is the underdog. It's a story. The true story of the underdog. It's, It's in the title. The true underdog story. But it's also an underdog of a movie. But... White Goodman, White W H I W H I T E. <laughs> he forgets how to spell his own name, but White Goodman is—he is similar to Derek Zoolander. He's—he's he's just more macho. He's more of a macho Zoolander. He's like a a gym rat gym rat style of Zoolander. And then Zoolander's more obsessed with his face, you would say. Because he's a model. So he's more, he's obsessed with his facial expressions. And then White Goodman is more obsessed with his muscles and, like, lifting weights. And yeah, but White Goodman, speaking of facades... He puts up a big facade to try to hook up with Christine Taylor. Once again, another similarity. Christine Taylor, also Ben Siller's love interest, not just in real life, but in both Zoolander and Dodgeball. Dodgeball. But, like, (laughs) we'll have to talk about this when we eventually do the Dodgeball podcast, but when he's one of the funniest lines from dodgeball when he's he's carrying the dictionary cuz yeah cuz he's putting up a, a facade he's trying to pretend to be a smart guy and he's like oh you caught you caught me i like to break a mental sweat too and then and then she's like you're reading the dictionary <laughs> and then the other part when he says yeah i read about it in a book that's a great line but yeah uh, yeah i just want to make the point that white goodman is very he's very derivative of zoolander i mean they're they're both they're both dumb they're both i guess white goodman is a little more white goodman's a little more cunning he's a little a little more scheming he's a little smarter He's more, White Goodman's more manipulative. He, he, like Zoolander is just, Zoolander's like a a puppy. He's like a sweet puppy dog. He's innocent. That's, that's Zoolander's main trait is his innocence. And then White Goodman's, he's more evil. He should have a scar. Aha. All right. All right. Let's get back. Back to the action. Let's go to improbable. Oh yeah, before we go to improbable. Yeah, I I was going to say I might cut the whole Malaysian prime minister thing. But that would just change the whole movie kind of. I mean, it's it's a good I guess it's it's an interesting plot. It's just so random. It it's not is that's not the funny part of the movie. Like the funny part of the movies the all the Mugatu stuff and then all the Derek and Hansel, their whole dynamic together. And yeah, like the it just it's it seem it seems like it has nothing to do with the movie. The whole <laughs> the whole Malaysian prime minister thing. It's so random. But I mean I can't I can't think of How I it would it would change a lot of the movie probably, I mean I would just leave it in, just it's not. But my whole point is the it's not the funny that's not the funny part of the movie to me. The whole Malaysian prime minister, all that stuff. It's just it's yeah. I I I just I'm I'm starting to talk like Derek Zoolander right now. (laughs) Zoolander's rubbing off on me. I'm just I'm starting to go in circles. Like, like he has, he has that one scene where he's talking to Christine Taylor and he's like, he's like, um, and then he's, he's, he's like, you, you step on people's toes and, and kick people in the sand and, and do anything you can to get ahead. And that's not what I think because, because you put people down and you step on other people's necks and. You don't let people get up, and you do anything you can just to just to win, just to get ahead. And he and he, he just goes in circles. He just does that like three times. Yeah, that's that's what I was kind of doing right there. All right, let's go back to let's get started on improbable here. So for improbable scenes, I have the gas station fight. I it's so mind boggling like how how could those three dudes Derek's roommates I don't how could they have even survived up to that point in their lives if if they'd be so reckless as to spray gasoline (laughs) like if they spray gasoline all over themselves and then light a cigarette I guess it just maybe it just shows the the addiction that is smoking like, you're you're so addicted to it that it's just second hand and uh he didn't even maybe he didn't even realize he was doing it is yeah it's just it's just uh it's been so normalized to him maybe that's why brent brent lit the cigarette after the gasoline fight but yeah i i guess i guess that's a that's an interesting point of view but <laughs> so that's a that's improbable the whole the whole gas station fight gone to explosion i guess that i had that for improbable and and also you would think one mm, mm, some coffee you would think that the person working at the gas station The attendants, if they were doing their job, they would have came outside. They would have they would have stopped the whole situation and told Derek's roommates to leave. (laughs) There's no you can't just do that and then have nobody notice it or report you. Where's the adults in the situation? Where's the authority? where is the authority all right or like a police car would have driven by and been like what are you guys doing so my next improbable i referenced it earlier is southern new jersey being coal mining country that's a a funny i mean it's a it's a joke so it's not really improbable because it's that's that's the joke is that it is improbable and I have oh my gosh, This scene. This is a this is might be maybe the funniest part of the movie. The fun maybe the funniest part of the movie right here is Derek and Hansel. Ha- Derek and Hansel's their impromptu walk off that was judged by David Bowie. And Billy Zane is there in support of Zoolander, but. The fun its so funny when it's also improbable when Hansel takes his underwear off when he's just standing there and it's, it's literally impossible if you think about it unless unless he ripped the underwear he would have had to rip a hole in the underwear. There's no other way that he could have just been standing there and not moved his legs. He didn't take his legs off the ground at all. And he just... He took his underwear off. <laughs> and that's, that, it's so funny. And then Derek tries doing it. And he gives himself a huge wedgie. Which is what would happen. And, mm-hmm, or you would rip the underwear. Another improbable scene... Is when Derek's dad... John Voight when he disowns him when it's it's after they're doing they're doing some coal mining then they're in a bar they're watching the state football game I love it when movies just do that I like to think that it was Penn State that's what when he when his dad said they're watching the state football game like or, or Derek was like who's win- who's winning the match Who's winning the match, Dad? And then John Voigt says state. I yeah, I like to. That's a funny movie trope, but State is playing tech. But I like to think that Penn State was playing. Because, yeah, that's pretty close. Penn State is nearby southern New Jersey. I think that's fairly local. But then Zoolander, Derek's commercial comes up where he's a, a mermaid. And we'll get to the the funny quote about that later. But that, yeah, it's really embarrassing. Everybody, all the old guys in the bar are laughing at Derek. And, and then his dad gets upset and disowns him. But I, my point on it was... Your son, Derek, is a he's a, a internationally successful model, and he's he's on TV, he's in a commercial. Like, like I I think he's so successful that you, I think that that would speak to the the dad, the the dad point of view, like dad's like success and money like financial success and like like that's what i think even though the mermaid part of it may have been a little embarrassing in a a bar in southern new jersey coal mining country but if john voigt if you really thought about it he'd be like yeah your guys is your kid isn't an (laughs) inner life he's not like the most successful male model in the world like, how's, how does Derek not get more credit from his dad for being so successful? That's my point. So, very good. Another improbable is Matilda has never worn her hair down. So, I don't mean, like, wearing it out. I mean, wearing her hair not in a, a bun or a ponytail. Because... Derek fixes it for her. He's like, he's like, let me fix your hair for her. And then he pulls the, the ponytail thing out. Scrunchie. He pulls the scrunchie out of her hair. And then she's all like, she's all like surprised and walking around all proud of herself. And she's like looking fly. But my point is, she, there's no way that, She's never looked in the mirror with her hair in that way. <laughs> like, all, all, the, all Derek did was pull the scrunchie out. Like, she's, she's definitely seen her hair like that before. So, I don't know why she was acting like she's acting like she is always wearing a scrunchie throughout her whole life. So, I thought that was funny. And then we have or I thought it was improbable and funny. And we have another improbable. When they're at the, the graveyard. And isn't that ah, oh, is it DeCovney? I think it's David DeCovney. I I man, we gotta look that up now. Who is I swear, the it's the old hand model. Zoolander DeCov Oh, Zoolander Duchovny. Yup, it is David Duchovny. Man, I didn't. I didn't even look that up before. I was. I was just doing that from memory, guessing, guessing in my memory. It is David Duchovny. It's it's the X Files guy. I never saw that. Never watched that show X Files. I don't think I ever saw it. But so so yeah, they're they're visiting David Duchovny in the graveyard. And Derek is, they're figuring out that, that all the, all they're seeing all these models, gravestones, and these guys that died at 29. And then Derek looks at one of them and he's like, it's 1992, passed away in 92, born in 63. And instead of doing some sort of Derek is stupid joke, Derek makes a point that none of these male models made it to the age 30. So, he can do math. That's my point. That's improbable. I don't think Derek Zoolander would have been able to do 92 minus 63. But maybe, maybe math is his one strong suit. Maybe he went to a grammar slash math school. Or just a math- mathematics school, along with his grammar school mm-hmm, okay, that's a callback <laughs> you got you gotta point out if if you gotta if you got a callback, you gotta point it out sometimes. another improbable we have Hansel Hansel, his compound, his loft I don't know if it's a loft or I don't really know what a loft is. That's, what, that's how Derek Zoolander describes his place. I think, I think it's kind of like a luxury apartment, but it's also one of those New York City things. Like it's a very New York City type of word. Loft, what's a loft? Here, I'll just, I'll just I got Google, Google loft, loft meaning. Here we go. It is a room or space directly under the roof of a house or other building, which may be used for accommodations or storage. I see. Okay. So it's kind of like an attic. A loft is kind of like a fancy attic that you live in. Very good. There you go. Glad we just we learned something right there. Mm-hmm. What was I... God, I was thinking of something... Uh, it'll come to me. There's something this morning when I was on the my walk with my mom. I was like, I learned this thing. And then <laughs> I was like, I'm going to say this on the podcast later. But then I, I didn't expect this to happen. <laughs> and I'm just going to explain how I forgot what I was going to say. And there you go. So Hansel. So I have it as improbable. Hansel supports all the people in his loft. So it's kind of, if you've ever seen the show Rob Dyrdek's Fantasy Factory, Hansel's loft is kind of, it's like an early version of Rob Dyrdek's Fantasy Factory. Because you got, you even have the, the half pipe. You got the skateboarding, just like Rob Dyrdek, former professional skateboarder. And, but then you got, it's more weird. It's more wacky. It's kind of like National Geographic meets MTV. And, yeah, I have it as improbable that Hansel must just be blowing all his money. Because he had so many people just hanging out in his loft. Like, I don't know... If these people are paying a $5 entrance fee or I don't don't know how much money male models in 2001 are supposed to make in the Zoolander universe, but Hansel, Hansel, they must have been doing, and then, but then Derek has three roommates in a little loft. So, so, so how come Hansel has so much more money than Derek? And Derek is the one who won Male Model of the Year three years in a row. And then Hansel finally won, even though Derek thought he won. He he mistakenly went up there and accepted. Like, Zoolander, Derek, he was kind of pulling a, a Kanye West. He kind of, with the whole, the whole Taylor Swift thing, where Beyonce... Beyonce's albums, one of the greatest of all time. He kind of. He did a Kanye West, but he was also, he was Kanye and Beyonce in that situation. And then Hansel was Taylor Swift. In the, and Hansel kind of does. Hansel looks a little bit like Taylor Swift. <laughs> not that. Not that all blonde people look alike, but a little bit, not not really, but nah. <laughs> I mean, the f- the f- person that Hansel looks like, that if you ever heard her on her on her podcast, Nikki Glazer. she's talked about how people will say that she looks like Owen Wilson. It's like I can see it a little bit. They got they got a similar nose, similar facial nose structure and facial structure but that's like the always it's like the that girl that looks like trevor lawrence who's become famous yeah like but then that's kind of sad because now the rest of for like the next decade all she's going to be talking about with people people are just going to be coming up and saying are you the you're the girl who looks like trevor lawrence like that that's become her identity. The, that's kinda sad, if you think about it. Like she's not she's not known for doing anything. She didn't do anything. She's just known for looking like Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> it's like what? Like it's not that's not an accomplishment. It's not something to be proud of. It but she does. She does look <laughs> she looks a lot like Trevor Lawrence. It's funny. Everybody knows about her now. All right. She's almost as famous as Trevor Lawrence now. All right. Uh, Another improbable is when Derek stops Hans. Wait, was it Hansel? It wasn't Hansel. I wrote down Hansel's throwing star. It was Mugatu. Mugatu threw the throwing star. He threw a throwing star at the Malaysian prime minister. And then. Derek runs in front of it, and he unveils his Magnum look, which they've been talking about all movie. They were teasing it all movie. And he stops the throwing star in mid-stream, and it just drops to the ground. So I obviously have that as improbable. I don't think it'd be possible to do that. I don't think you could stand in front of a throwing star and then look at it. And there's a lot of unrealistic things about this movie. <laughs> it's supposed to be... and it's, it's supposed to be silly and fantastical and unrealistic and improbable. And then... Oh, another improbable is when Derek speaks Malaysian to the Malaysian prime minister. I, I highly doubt that. See, that's another funny part where he comes off as being smart. He's, he's suddenly has, that's one of his rare instances where he suddenly has a, a wind of intelligence that comes into him. So maybe he, maybe he went to Malaysian grammar school. That could be. <laughs> Do they have grammar school in Malaysia? And then... My final improbable... Is Derek June... So this is in the... This is another thing about the movie... That's similar to Dodgeball. Is... At the very end... They did that thing where... they It's like one year later... And then... They're talking to the camera. Or... That's what... Derek was addressing the camera and he was describing his because they were inside the Derek Zoolander Center for kids who can't read good. And that's the same as the end of Dodgeball when they're at the, the new gym, the new Average Joes. So, so, yeah, so Derek and Matilda have gotten together just like in real life and they had a child, Derek Jr. and they they did this weird thing with Derek Jr's face or they did something to his face. Like they may have transfixed a, a different a, an adult face over this little 1-year-old baby or they they did some weird CGI graphics or or they Gave him a taste of lemon or something. But they made his face like all weird and like scrunched up. Because he was doing his first first model look. So he was doing his own blue steel. So I had that as improbable. That a baby would not only be able to do his own model facial expression. But... I, I doubt that the baby would even understand what a male model is, or a model in general. I don't know if you'd be able to explain that to a baby, but so yeah, I had that for improbable there. That's that's all the improbable. So let's go to the Sports Center top ten. So if you were gonna do a Sports Center top ten about the movie, what would you do? I have top 10 zoolander facial expressions and top 10 hansel life experiences cuz they've reference I was going to do maybe hansel bucket list but yeah they they reference lots of the the crazy stuff that hansel has done very traveled well traveled adventurous so let's move on to Bad Beats. Speaking of SportsCenter, this is a new category. If you've ever seen SportsCenter, or the one with SVP, Scott Van Pelt, and his buddy Stamper Steve, they do a little segment called Bad Beats, where I guess you'd say it's stuff that people bet on that was going to win but then it lost at the last second. So bad beats for Zoolander. I have Derek Zoolander's roommates blowing themselves up at the gas station because they were having the time of their lives. They were having so much fun with their orange mocha frappuccinos. And then it ended in tragedy. So that was a bad beat for them and then another bad beat is Hansel winning model of the year instead of Derek Zoolander i bet i bet if you found the odds on that if some some crazy odds maker went back and made the odds for this movie for the model of the year i'm sure that the three-time defending champion Derek Zoolander he was he was the favorite, I'm sure. So there you go. That's your couple bad beats right there. Now we have MVP is obviously no brainer, Ben Stiller, Derek Zoolander. It's gotta be Zoolander. He's he's in almost every scene throughout the whole movie. He's he's the star of the movie. I'm not talking about Kristen Wiig in her new movie. I'm talking about Derek Zoolander. Yeah, he's he's the MVP for sure. We have the sixth man. is gonna to go to Hansel, Owen Wilson. He's super funny in this movie. One of one of Owen Wilson's early breakout roles. Early comedic breakout. He's hilarious. Oh, um, he's he's like a Owen Wilson is a different kind of funny than Ben Stiller. Like I would say, Ben Stiller is more funny. Like he, like he's super into the character. Like Ben Stiller just lo- seems to lose himself in the character. And then Owen Wilson is kind of funny, like a like a Matthew McConaughey kind of type of funny. Like he's he's like he's like laid back and like rolls with the punches and he he's like funny, like funny movements. And he's like, he's like a chill, kind of funny. And then, yeah, he like, I bet like Owen Wilson, maybe didn't have as many, he definitely didn't have as many funny lines as Zoolander. Zoolander just had so many funny dialogue, just so much funny dialogue. And then, yeah, lots of funny like Owen Wilson, just, just like body language, reactions, all that kind of stuff. So let's go, let's go to the rookie of the movie. It's gonna be, it might surprise you. I'm gonna say Will Ferrell is the rookie of the movie. Because even though, even though he had been on Saturday Night Live, and but he he really. Wasn't I mean he was the star of the ninth Roxbury movie, but I, I don't think that movie was I've never seen it. I don't think it was that popular or successful. But yeah, like Will Ferrell, he was just a another dude from SNL. He he definitely wasn't Will Ferrell yet. I mean he he had his tiny cameo in Austin Powers. But I would say this is this was definitely a comedic breakout performance for Will Ferrell. Like he 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 def he's not the MVP like Zoolander, but he threatened him at times. If he had just gotten a, a little more screen time, then Mugatu would have threatened Zoolander for MVP. But yeah, I I would say. This this movie was probably the first time a lot of people became big fans of Will Ferrell, and then and then Old School. A couple years later, it kind of set the table for Old School, and then Anchorman. Like I would say, this movie it set it laid the groundwork for for the next decade of Will Ferrell's when he when he became the biggest comedy star in the world so and then for coach i have jerry stiller ben stiller's dad did he pass i'm gonna i gotta look him up now i think he i think he passed away recently and he plays maury ballstein of course oh he did pass away recently may 11th of this year of 2020 Wow, I didn't realize it was that recent. He was, he was less than a month away from his ninety third birthday. That's a, that's a pretty good life. That's a, I would take, I'd take that, nine ninety three. That's a, that's a good life. Oh, I and I just remembered what I was gonna. I I remembered the the fact that I was gonna share with you guys the thing that I just learned. Because they're talking about, because Tommy Heinsohn just passed away. He was a, a Boston Celtics legend, as player, coach, announcer. So he just died. And then, yeah, they're talking about it on the podcast I listen to. And then that made me look up Bill Russell. Because somebody mentioned Bill Russell lives in Seattle. Because he coached the Sonics for, what, one season in the late 80s? But I did not realize, he and he still lives in Seattle. He lives in Mercer Island, or on Mercer Island. So I didn't, I didn't know that. I, just, I thought that was a fun fact right there. Bill Russell lives where I grew up. That's interesting. Did not realize that... Alright, there you go. That's not, <laughs> it's not that the fun fact isn't that exciting. Probably not that exciting for most, but I thought it was interesting. Mercer Island is is definitely that's where the rich people live. Mm. Yeah. That's like near Bill Gates. But Bill Gates would be he's on he's in Bellevue or Medina. He's read across the lake from Mercer Island. But yeah, so, um, so that's some Puget Sound geography right there. And let's move on here. Yeah, so I have Maury Ballstein is the clear coach of the movie. He's clearly the, he's the, the one who's, he's the puppet master of Zoolander along with Mugatu. Alright, let's move on to Best Survivor Contestant. For the character who would do best in the TV show Survivor, I have Hansel. I have Hansel. He's just like I was talking about earlier. He's well-traveled. He's adventurous. He's versatile. He's outdoorsy. He's worldly. He's, he's smarter. He's a little smarter than Derek. And yeah, I think he would, I could see him doing well in Survivor. And speaking of reality TV, another category, reality TV show I it. So how would I turn Zoolander into a reality TV show? And so I, America's Next Top Male Model, because they already got America's Next Top Model, just make it males, and then combine that with Jersey Shore. For and also, I've never seen any of. I've never watched one of those. What do they call Real Housewives TV shows? But this this reminds me. So this reminds me. It's got some Jersey Shore, like with all the like Jersey Shore people are very vain and. They care about what they look like so much. And then obviously America's Next Top Male Model. And then it's got some real housewife's vibes in it. And also some Bachelor. It, it reminds me of The Bachelor a little bit. So I still haven't quite figured out what this category is or, <laughs> or what to do with this category. But I so yeah, it, I guess if, if you were to make a reality TV show of Zoolander, it, it would be a, an amalgamation of all those shows I just mentioned. There you go. Oh, now let's do this one where we do best movies. So best blank movies. So I have right here. This is from Harper's this? Harper's Bazaar dot com dot a u so australia they have 40 of the most iconic fashion films of all time so let's see here we go let's see if zoolander is on this list because you might you might call this a fashion movie all right we have i'll just run through them real quick crazy rich asians love that movie Atomic Blonde, speaking of Charlize Theron, haven't seen it. Ocean's 8, Devil Wears Prada, Bill Cunningham, colon, New York. It's a documentary. The Homecoming, we have Phantom Thread. That's the one where Daniel Day-Lewis learned how to make dresses he became a dressmaker. God, Daniel Day-Lewis... He, like, those types of actors... He just... He takes his craft a little too serious for me. <laughs> like, he takes himself a little... He takes himself too serious, it seems like. Like, I like... I, I like actors who, who... Who... They have a powerful personality. And they like the real person shows through. Like I can't think of, obviously I can't think of one on the spot. <laughs> Maybe like a Will Smith. Like I, f- I f- feel like Will Smith is just, he seems very dynamic in, like in person, like in real life. Like he's not, he's not just learning how to make dresses. Like I would call Daniel Day-Lewis, he's an etch-a-sketch actor. I'm pretty proud of myself. I just came up with that right there because every movie you just shake him and make him blank and then teach him whatever you need to teach him. He's an etch-a-sketch actor. God, that's a great, that's a great line, right? That's a great term. An etch-a-sketch. I got to write that. Man, that's so good. I'm going to make note. (laughs) Etch a sketch. I wonder if I'll understand my note later. I think I will. I just wrote down Etch A Sketch Actor. I think I'll figure out what that means. Maybe maybe I'll write (laughs) DDL. That'll make it even more confusing. DDL, okay, there you go. And Daniel Day-Lewis. Like Will Ferrell is like a, he's like a, a comedic powerhouse. Like he, Will Ferrell is funny. He seems like the person, Will Ferrell, he is a funny person. Like, I don't, I don't know what Daniel Day-Lewis is. Like, is he... What is he? <laughs> is, he, is he? He's a guy who just learns how to do weird tasks for movies? I, uh, I don't get it. All right. Uh, let's keep rolling through these movies right here. These fashion movies. The September issue. Nocturnal Animals. Sex in the City, Zoolander 2. Oh, <laughs> why would they list Zoolander 2 first? Why would you not just list Zoolander? Uh, and man, I don't even, let's not even talk about Zoolander 2. I saw it in theaters. That movie, it's so bad. It's, <laughs> it's, it's one of the worst sequels ever. It, it's way worse than Anchorman 2. I gotta watch Anchorman two again to see, cause I I fell asleep. I saw Anchorman two in theaters with my buddy Sean, and that came out man that came out in it was it was right after Christmas twenty thirteen, so seven years ago. And I I fell asleep. I, <laughs> it must have been a late a late night movie. I fell asleep at Anchorman two. And I was so confused when I woke up. It's, that is, it's not a movie. It's very disjointed. Anchorman Two is so random. It's, <laughs> there's like a a part with like a shark, and like when they're they're like living in the lighthouse, and then he goes blind. That Ron Burgundy loses his vision in Anchorman Two. God, that's man. That, I mean. Maybe I might be doing a. Look forward to Anchorman. We got we got Anchorman on DVD here. That's definitely. Maybe that might be next. Anchorman might be next, but not the sequel. The first one. But all right, here we go. Back to fashion movies. We have Breathless. A movie called Breathless. Never. It's a weird name for a fashion movie. Mul, Mulan Rogue. is it, no, it's it's Moulin Rouge. It's Moulin Rouge. It looks like Rogue. Coco before Chanel. A Simple Favor. Dior and I. See, I knew how to pronounce Dior. Blow Up. Man, I haven't heard of most of these movies. Yves Saint Laurent. Huh? (laughs) <laughs> would you call me once upon why why would they have once upon a time in hollywood i don't that's not a fashion movie but they just say there's lots of vintage fashion but you could call any movie a fashion movie if that's the case anchorman could be a fashion movie if that's mademoiselle c annie hall never seen annie hall Oh, I did. I was going to say I've never seen a Woody Allen movie. But I did see... I went to Midnight in Paris. In theaters. By myself. (laughs) So random. Such a random movie to go to by yourself. And that was... It was right after... Or either right after or right before I graduated from high school. Because I remember I was wearing... Speaking of fashion... I was wearing a neon green headband, like a, a basketball headband. Just, I think that's cool. Like looking back, wish I had that headband. <laughs> Sounds like a cool look. All right, we have number twenty-two is Atonement, then Barbarella, Clueless. I love Clueless. is a great movie. Nineteen ninety-five. That's early Paul Rudd. It's. It's what's, God, what's her name? What's the, oh, Alicia Silverstone, of course. Who, let's, let's check in on, we gotta, let's, let's check in on Alicia Silverstone. I feel like, I don't think, I just don't know. No, I don't want to know what a loft means. We've already talked about lofts. Alicia Give me Alicia Silverstone. Not Alicia Keys. Which I used to I used to get Alice in Chains and Alicia Keys mixed up. When I, when I was a kid. I used to think that like they were the same person or something. Or or it was like Alicia in Keys. Or Speaking of Rock and Roll, Alicia Silverstone, she gained prominence at the age 16. When she appeared in Aerosmith's "Crying" music video. There you go. She was only 18 when they, when they did Clueless. Huh. She... Hmm. Huh. <laughs> that's, that's young for, for being the star of that movie. She, she was a little younger than her co-stars. Because, like, Paul Rudd was... He was, like, 25. Brittany Murphy... The late Brittany Murphy. Oh, she was only... Brittany Murphy was only, like, 17 when they did Clueless. She was the one... She died at... She was only 32. She died in December of 2009. I, I think I've read about this on a podcast before. But she... There was... Yeah, she died of pneumonia. Yeah, she had a, she overdosed it it looks like. Oh, but that's she took a bunch of drugs. But then also the weird part about her thing is her widower, Simon Monjack, was found dead at the same house. And he had pneumonia and severe anemia. And they thought that they had toxic mold in their house. So that may have been one of the causes of her death. Toxic mold. God dang. That's like the silent killer. The invisible killer. That's scary. And then uh, Stacy Dash. For some reason, Wikipedia doesn't know if Stacy Dash was born in 1966 or 67. It can't figure it out for some reason. <laughs> Stacy Dash. So she was, she was a little older. She's older than Silverstone. And what's, what's his name? Donald Faison. Donald Faison was in this movie. And he was, he was about 20 when they filmed it. So there you go. Alright, let's go back. Oh yeah, we're going to see... Let's see if Alicia Silverstone... Has she done any... Oh my gosh. Oh my God. She's been, in, she's been in a bunch of movies in the past decade. Just, she, I haven't heard of it, many of these. She's from 2020, Sister of the Groom, Valley Girl, Bad Therapy, The Lodge, Book Club, The Tribes of Palos Verdes, The Killing of a Sacred Deer, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, The Long Haul. Who Gets the Dog, Cat Fight. So she had two animal movies back-to-back. Oh, King Cobra, make it three. <laughs> That's good stuff. The Nutcracker Suite, she was a Voice, Jungle Shuffle, Angels and Stardust, Space Dogs, Adventure to the Moon, Gods Behaving Badly, Ass Backwards, Vamps, Butter. Oh, she's in Butter. Butter is a great movie. I love... I love the movie Butter. It's so... Nobody knows about this movie. I don't think. It's from... Butter. It's from 2012. Yeah. Yeah, nobody knows about it. The box office was only $175,000. That's that's terrible. (laughs) On a $10.8 million budget. But... It has a bunch of people that you would know. I'm gonna run through the cast of Butter. It's got Jennifer Gardner, the of Capital One fame, Ty Burrell, so Phil from Phil Dunphy from Modern Family. Olivia Wilde. Who was who was she? Olivia Wilde. I was oh I was gonna say who's she married to. She's with Jason Sudeikis the hilarious Jason Sudeikis. Speaking of Saturday Night Live, it's got Rob Corddry, our old friend from Hot Tub Time Machine, and the unicorn. I've worked I I've worked on... I've, <laughs> I wouldn't say I've worked with Rob Corddry, but I've worked on the same TV show as him. And I walked right by him. In the scene. In, it was at the bar. And the... The director guy told me to walk he told me like to go he's like because Rob Cordry was walking at me and then I was walking at him and I walk right by and then he sits down at the bar so I've gotten I've gotten pretty I've gotten close enough to to sniff him (laughs) that'd be weird if I did that during the during the filming who's this who's this background guy who's sniffing Rob Cordry? That sounds like a weird punk band. We are sniffing rob Cordry. this is this is my band sniffing Rob Cordry. all right um Ashley Green from Twilight the Twilight movies never seen any of the Twilight movies. It's got man butter see see what I said about butter being being star filled Hugh Jackman is in butter. Huge Ackman. That's a joke from Night at the Museum. Underrated movie. Ben Stiller. Speaking of Ben Stiller. Night at the Museum. It's a, it's, and Owen Wilson. That's a fun movie. It's definitely a fun family flick. I, I remember my family. We went to Night at the Museum. Either the second or third one. God, are there three of them? Now I got to look that I'm just all over the place right now. Are there three? I I think there are three night at the museums. Yeah. It says film trilogy. Yeah. There's, there's three of, I can't believe they made three of those movies, but the box office, the total box office for the trilogy, 1.31 billion. So that's, that's the reason why they made three of them. They make money. And the third one came out. 2014. I wonder. So 2014. Oh yeah. December 11th. Because I was going to say. We went to it on Christmas Day. So. I th- it must have been that one. I think. It, it was. Yeah. It was back in 2014. Okay. that's a, That was a fun family activity. Going to the third night museum on christmas day come on come on come on don't get much better than that then we got so here i'll, I'll finish up butter i'll finish up talking about butter here kristen Shaw, she's kristen Shaw's is funny you you would recognize her from she's she's in the, the last man on earth a tv show with will forte she's in she's in a lot of she's in 30 rock she's in Wilfred. Man, I used to love Wilfred. Doesn't? I was going to say Oh, yeah, exactly. Speaking of the whole the whole Nexium everyone keeps talking about the vow with the whole the whole cult, Nexium cult. Allison Mack. She she's like the the main the top dog, the top dog actor in in the Nexium cult. And yeah, she was in Wilfred. There you go. <laughs> we tie everything together. What's she, is she in jail? What's oh she's awaiting sentencing. Yeah, but the guy Rainier. See, I I know a lot about that. For I've never even seen the the vow. I haven't seen the documentary, but I listened to people on podcasts talk about it for the last month. That's. This, the thing that people, and that the new thing that everybody on podcasts is talking about is the new Netflix show, The Queen's, Gam- Queen's Gambit. Yeah, the one about chess. That's, that's the new thing that, that everybody talks about on their, on their different podcasts. I don't get, do they just listen to other podcasts and then how is everybody talk about the same TV show? How have I heard... I've heard seven different podcasts talk about loving this one TV show. <laughs> is it like a weird marketing ploy? Like is the, that would be such a guerrilla marketing. Just underground marketing. That Man, that is actually... That is a brilliant marketing idea. Marketing ploy would be for a TV show to gain popularity... All you have to do is pay like eight different popular podcasters to to talk about how much they love your TV show for just just a couple minutes. That's a good idea. Man, I just did. I just create a whole new field of marketing. God, that's not a bad. That's some product placement right there. All right. So anyway, let Where were we? Let's go back to butter. Let's. I just so butter. And then we'll then we'll go back to Zoolander. Actually, then we'll go back to the the forty most fashionable movies. But I just want to tell you what butter is about. It's about the Iowa State Fair, and um, and the butter sculpting contest is kind of the the center of the movie. The centerpiece of it. But then... Just a bunch of... It's kind of a like a mystery... Like a... You know, it's like one... It's like a a caper. I'd call it a caper movie. A heist. It might be a heist movie. Or... Butter heist. Okay. It's like the sequel to Tower Heist. Butter heist. Yeah, so... So, I, I guess what we learned... Alicia Silverstone is, she's in a bunch of stuff. She still works a bunch. She did an episode of Children's Hospital. Speaking of Rob Corddry, we just keep talking. Children's Hospital, created by and starring Rob Corddry. It's a hilarious, dark comedy TV show. Also starring Nick Offerman's wife. I'm sure she doesn't like being referred to as that. Megan Mullally, of she's famous from Will and Grace. But yeah, Nick Offerman's on my mind because I just read, just a month ago or a few weeks back, I read his his memoir. It's called What's I, I keep wanting to call it Without a Paddle, but that's that's another great movie. I I love the movie Without a Paddle. It's got Dax Shepard, Matthew Lillard, Shaggy, who plays Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, and he's from Scream. Got yeah, Matthew Lillard is a great actor. I love love Matthew Lillard, and it's got Seth Green. So, man, that's a now we gotta check. <laughs> yeah, what's his book called? Oh, make make your own canoe. God, what's it called? Paddle your own canoe. See. I knew the word paddle was in the title of it. That's why I keep wanting to call it Without a Paddle. All right. So but anywho... that it's Nick Offerman's book. I wrote a blog post about it. Thegoat1.blogspot.com. I'll put I'll put it my blog in the episode description. But yeah, it was a it's a entertaining book. I mean, it's, I wouldn't call. He's not like a writer. I mean, not that you don't have to be special to be a writer, but I think just when you go from reading David Sedaris and then you go straight to Nick Offerman, you kind of get the the writer bends. It's just cause, just because David Sedaris is so clever and so good. He's just such a good writer. Like, the main thing. ...about David Sedaris... ...and his writing... ...it's uh... What, ...what do you call it? It's um... ...there's a special word for it... ...he doesn't use... ...he uses the least amount of words... ...it's um... ...he's, he, he's conservative with his words... ...like he doesn't... ...he doesn't use a bunch of... ...he doesn't... ...there's no filler... ...there's no filler in a David Sedaris book... ...it's um... ...he uses the least amount of words... It makes it, he's, it makes it easier to read, but it's definitely harder for him to do the editing, to, to cut it down to, to exactly the amount of words that you need to, to describe whatever he, he wants to describe. I know there's, this, there's definitely a special word for it that I can't think of right now, but all right, let's check. <laughs> Before we go back to fashion movies, let's just see Matthew Lillard. God, such a great actor. He was great in the Scream movies. I, I love it when he goes, he goes kind of crazy. I, I can't remember if it's... Yeah, it must have been the first Scream. Because then in Scream 2, he's just a guy at the party. But in the first Scream, he's Stu. But it's when he, when he goes crazy. And then, who's it? Is it Skeet Ulrich? I think Skeet Ulrich... Oh, wow, that was a great poll right there. It is Skeet Ulrich. He's the other dude that... Billy Loomis. The other dude that goes crazy in Scream. But when they make their turn... And then the other thing I love about Scream... I can't remember if it's the first or second one... But Jamie Kennedy, his speech about the rules of horror movies... That's It's one of the best movie speeches of all time. He he just kills that speech. No pun intended. It's so good. When he's like... um, He's like, never say you'll be right back. Because then you won't. Or he's like, don't do drugs and drink alcohol. Don't have sex. Like, these are all horror movie tropes that... That you'll die if, if those things happen. And then Matthew Lillard's like, I'll be right back. <laughs> and God, I love... The Scream movies are great. Those are some great movies. So, anywho. Matthew Lillard, he hasn't been in a movie since 2016. And... Without a Paddle was way back in 2004. Man, the I did not... I didn't realize the first Scooby-Doo was way back in 2002. I thought that was more recent. That was way back then. And then he does, he does a lot of TV. He was on a TV show called... <clears throat> excuse me. I gotta get some coffee. Mm, mm. Matthew Lillard was on a TV show called The Bridge. 2013-14 for 24 episodes. He was on Bosch for eight episodes. He was on Halt and Catch Fire for four. Twin Peaks in 2017 for four episodes. And then another show that I've worked on called Good Girls with Christina Hendricks and Retta. Speaking of, Parks, speaking of uh, Nick Offerman in Parks and Rec. Retta, Donna Meagle from Parks and Rec. And uh, May Whitman, but yeah, that was that was one of the final shows I worked on at the end of February, before all the stuff went down. So, yeah, Matthew Lillard is he's one of the regulars on that show. So that's what he's been doing. In, in case you've been wondering what Matthew Lillard's been up to, he's been doing a lot, a lot of TV lately. But he should be in movies. Once again, I a great actor. Just like I was saying, I was talking to my dad about... We, we were just talking about old comedies. We were actually talking about Anchorman 2. Because it was playing on TV the other day. And I said, I said, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn's never in anything anymore. Let's look at... Let's see if Vince Vaughn has been in anything. He's not... Let's see. Here we go. Vince Vaughn. 20. Oh. Oh, yeah. Wait. See? (laughs) Wait a second. Wait. Now I'm getting a flashback. I swear. I talked about this. I've already... I talked about this... Did I... I talked about this last episode. That's so fun. (laughs) I just go in circles. I just go in... These Derek Zoolander circles, these, these roundabouts. God, that's so funny. Cause, cause I pulled up, I pull up Vince Vaughn on Wikipedia and, and all these, all these things are, they're like, I already clicked on them. So I'm like, I I definitely, and then I just got flashback. I was like, wait, I talked about this. Wait, I've already, (laughs) I've already talked about on the podcast. I swear. All right, so I have already that's that's hilarious. Man, I get I'm we're going in deep. <laughs> we're going deep on the Zoolander. All right, but that's hilarious. But yeah, so anyway, the point is Vince Vaughn is he doesn't work enough anymore. He's not in comedies. Nobody nobody's starring Vince Vaughn in their comedies anymore. All right, let's let's finish up these fashion movies here. Let's go Great Gatsby 2013. We have Casino. I don't think I ever saw the new the new Great Gatsby. But we watched the old one back in high school English. So, and we read the book. I remember it was a good book. So, Casino, these are fashion movies. Pierrot le Fou, Gone with the Wind. See, a lot of these are just Period pieces. A single man. We have taxi driver, working girl, pretty woman. The Royal Tenenbaums. Love. I love Wes Anderson. Love Wes Anderson. I didn't see his new movie, the one with the stop-action cartoon dogs. With the with the weirdly realistic animation didn't see that one but i think i've seen all its other movies one of my favorite directors rear window bonnie and clyde breakfast at tiffany's these are just a lot of famous movies pulp fiction a bigger splash marie Antoinette's, and then the final one almost famous another great movie right there you go those are your fashion movies and let's we've strayed so far away from zoolander we we haven't talked about zoolander for way too long all right let's get back to so here we go next category we have the 2020 update so how would i make this movie more current modern day i have zoolander would be an instagram model i don't he there's the thing is there's too many models there's way more models now than in 2001 so he'd have a harder time sticking out he'd have to he i mean i don't know if there's way more there's probably there's a lot more male models now than 2001 but yeah so He'd be all over the social media. Hansel would be riding one of those electric tire things. You know, the like on college campuses, they're popular. Like I don't know how they work or how anybody stays on them. But you got your little platform that you stand on. And then the tire, the single tire in the middle. And it just... I don't know how they work. They seem so dangerous. But hansel would ride one of those things instead of a razor scooter his razor scooter is very 2001. i used to be in a scooter gang the zebras starts with speaking of z's zebras yeah we used to troll around bothell going to qfc was our main squeeze We'd ride down the hill down the qfc Get a piece of candy, maybe a something to drink. Yeah, that's what <laughs> that's what used to be adventure back in when I was ten or eleven. That was fun. Mitchell Vido, Chris Solar. I think our friend Taven was in. Yeah, Taven was in Zebras for a minute. I think Kyle Quintos was maybe even in Zebras for a minute. Brett Hogue, Brian McAfee, just shout outs to all my old zebra homies. But me, the, the main three were me, Mitchell, and Solar. But Mitchell and Solar, they were actually really good at scootering. Like I, I never, I could never do a kickflip or no, 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 a tail whip, tail whip. That's what you call it. Yeah, kick flip is skateboarding which I can't do that either. But the thing where you you jump in the air with your scooter and then you kick it around and it does a single rotation and then you land back on the platform. Never never did that. Came close, but yeah, my my friends Mitchell and Chris Solar like we would go to the skate park but I would never really do anything at the skate park. But those dudes would get—they get some good air. Like they were fearless. And then there's this one kid, which I don't know if his—I don't know if his last name was. His name was Tyler Boner, <laughs> but it's probably. It was probably Bonner. If we're being honest, his last name was probably it was probably Tyler Bonner, but we called him. Man, that seems like, seems like we're being a bully now. <laughs> but I think everybody called him Tyler Boner. I swear, I swear he only had one N in his last name. God, that, that would be so unfortunate if your last name was actually Boner. That is just, that's something that you carry with you throughout your whole life. That's just unfortunate. But that kid, he could do backflips. He would, go, he would go to the skate park and go off jumps and do backflips on his Razor scooter. So, I guess that's what happens. If your last name is Boner, then you just become super good at something. <laughs> so, nobody can ever comment on your last name. Because that makes you pretty cool. If you can do a, what is like, Travis Pastrana of Bothell or something? Shout out Tyler Boner. All right, <laughs> speaking of Boner, that was another thing that this movie passed along to Anchorman was the whole inadvertent boner scene, which in Zoolander is when he's at the the mind washing day spa and he's getting the weird massage from the from the weird looking lady <laughs> and then. Yeah, then he gets—he has the boner that it's like she's swatting her little brooms at it, and it's—it's it's got a mind of its own, and it's—it's it's dodging, dodging the brooms, and yeah, and then of course in Anchorman, it's Ron Burgundy in uh, when he meets what's her face. Well, Christine Veronica Corningstone, there you go, played by Christina Applegate. So it's a little. It's just the same joke, different scenario. Alright, there you go. That's enough boner talk. This has been the the boner coner. Boner coner. Alright. <laughs> so my final twenty twenty update is I have Marshmallow would be the the relaxed the evil DJ. He'd be played by Marshmallow. Or maybe one of those dead mouse guys wait is that two guys in dead mouse or wait (laughs) i sounded like such an old guy when i said that (laughs) wait maybe maybe dead mouse that might just be one guy all right (laughs) no no we don't have to look it up nobody i mean i'm so curious though that's the thing you're just curiosity i just gotta look it up it's just at my face fingertips here. Dead I I have no idea how to spell it. Apparently there's a 5. <laughs> it's spelled with a 5 at the end. No. Dead Mouse is just it's just one dude. Just one dude from Canada from Niagara Falls, Canada. I thought Niagara Falls I mean, I guess it it straddles the United States and Canada. So but don't we claim it i feel like of course i feel like the usa claims niagara falls is that's ours that's ours baby but yeah dead mouse is god what what could be a weirder life than being a professional dj like this guy he's so popular and so famous but it's all it's all shtick he's all he's famous for a shtick. because he has it's because he wears a mouse head that's, that's he doesn't yeah this is obviously Djs aren't i mean what's the talent like anybody could do his job but he just came up with a good shtick. and a, a, it's a facade once again back to facade he has he has the mouse facade. There you go. Maybe I just sound jealous of dead, dead mouse, but I mean, you're doing something right. He's he has a net worth of fifty million. I mean, DJs make a lot of money. I don't get. It's just it's. I don't get how it works. I don't get. I don't understand the DJ world. I don't. I don't see the appeal. Like, I don't. who, I don't get who would be a fan of Dead Mouse or Marshmallow or Skrillex or Tiesto. Isn't wait is Tiesto the one that died? One of them. One of them died. Tiesto. I think it is. Is it Tiesto? Is it Tiesto? No, Tiesto is still alive. It's it's one of one of uh oh it's Avicii. Isn't it, it's a, yep, Avicii, yeah, dang, that's sad, he was only 28, he died, wait, I think he, um, (laughs) we're just getting really dark now, oh, yeah, that's sad, yep, (laughs) it's just, this, this podcast has hit a new low, nah, but, uh, Avicii killed himself, so, it's, I guess we'll say this is in honor, in honor of Avicii. What? Let's see. He's got a long Wikipedia page. Hmm. Oh my God. That's he. He killed himself, self-inflicted injuries with a broken wine bottle. Jesus. <laughs> what? That sounds like bad planning. God. That's that's brutal. Ugh. That's just, I mean, he's definitely must have been on something other, some other sort of drugs. That makes, that makes the Robin Williams thing seem wholesome. We talked about the Robin Williams. Yeah, we went in depth on, on that whole thing a couple episodes ago. All right, let's, <laughs> let's, let's move on. Let's climb. I'm going to dig my way out of this hole right now. Let's just go Next category. If an animal, if this movie was an animal. <laughs> now, now I'm just thinking about Avicii just stabbing himself with wine. I wonder if he just chugged the wine. He, he, oh, yeah, he must have drank the wine. He was definitely, God, that's just like not a, that's just brutal. Man, yeah, those, those that's some sharp glass. If you break a, break a bottle, it's definitely sharp glass right there. All right. Anyway, move on. <laughs> so, if this movie was an animal, it would be a peacock or a flamingo. I have those. Those are two flashy animals right there. It's <laughs> so much lighter affair. Oh, here we go. My movie tagline so I wrote a tagline for this movie. I'll tell you the official tagline on the DVD case, three percent body fat, one percent brain activity. It's pretty funny. I like it. It's good good symmetry with the numbers. But then my movie tagline that I wrote, if looks <laughs> excuse me, if looks could kill, it would be a massacre. See? That's not... That's all right. I'm like, I'm like, see? 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 That's not bad, right? I was pretty proud of myself for that one. We have the professional athlete who probably loves this movie. I put Cam Newton. That's a timely one. We just watched him play Monday Night Football two days ago. Because he loves... He loves his fashion. He loves his, his big hats and his scarves and all that stuff. And then if you want to go with the NBA perspective, Russell Westbrook, of course. Westbrook, always... Westbrook's like the, the best-dressed guy in the NBA. Or depending on your perspective. He's definitely the most adventurous dressed. He's, he's the most aggressively dressed. The most outlandishly dressed player in the NBA. So there you go. Those are two guys, two pro athletes who probably love the movie. Create a cameo. So I made my own. I had to choose someone to be a cameo in the movie. There's already lots of celebrities who play themselves in this movie. So many. Too many to name all of them. But Kevin James, so my cameo, I would have Kevin James as a plus-sized model named Frederique. I could could just see that. I think, because Kevin James is very, he's really good at physical humor. And that's what a lot of this movie is, like, more than half the movie is physical humor. Just... They just move in funny ways and make funny faces and do funny things with their bodies. So I think Kevin James would be hilarious in this movie as a plus-size model named Frederique. And then I did another cameo. Speaking of Frederique, Fred Willard, the late, great Fred Willard from all those Christopher Guest movies. Is another one of my favorite directors. I really enjoy the Christopher Guest movies. Fred Willard as the announcer at the fashion show. Which is just like uh, in Best in Show. Just like in uh, with the, the, the dog show movie. The movie with the dog show. There you go. Maybe Christopher Guest's most well-known movie, Perhaps hmm There we go. Wow, we, so we did all... We just ran through all those categories. But now we have this giant final category right here. Memorable lines from the movie. Dialogue, quotes. Here we go. I'm just gonna blow through these right now. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills, Mugatu. Put a cork in it, Zane. That's Derek says that to Billy Zane. <laughs> I love I love the t- the term. Put a cork in it is a h- hilarious turn of phrase. And then we have that Hansel's that Hansel's so hot right now. That's Mugatu, Hansel's so hot right now. Then. Oh, this is the funny. There was a moment last night when she was sandwiched between the f- two Finnish. Wait, okay. right, I gotta start again. There was a moment last night when she was sandwiched between the two Finnish dwarfs and the Maori tribesmen. <laughs> <laughs> That's Derek Zoolander said that he's talking about how he's developing feelings for Matilda. I need to get a sip of f- coffee. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. And um, yeah, he tell he says that to to Hansel because they have like a weird orgy because <laughs> uh, Matilda reveals that she says she hasn't had sex in a couple years or something. But I'm like, that's not that long. <laughs> Is that a long time? Is that a long a couple years? maybe it's maybe it's different for celebrities or for for females i mean it's obviously easier for a woman to to have sex <laughs> it's it's their choice so seems like she could do it whenever she wanted S- seems like maybe she just didn't want to for some reason didn't want to have sex for a couple years cuz yeah, you're see you could just walk up to a random dude in a bar and it would happen within the hour. You're you're the woman. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like I sound like a bitter guy. No, it's, I'm just saying you 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 hold the cards as it were. All right, enough of that. So, we have Oh, I just heard my mom sneeze. God. She must have both my mom and dad are loud sneezers. I'm thankful that that's something that didn't get passed down to me. Cause I got I don't know. Is it? It's like a weird. Is it genetic or can, can can they control it? Or I've always wondered why do some people scream when they sneeze? Are they just maybe they're just holding in a scream? They just want to scream. I don't get it. And then, but then, but then there's on the opposite side of the spectrum, there's the people. Who don't sneeze loud enough. Like. The people who hold in their sneeze. Like you don't do that. You're not supposed to do that. That that definitely doesn't seem. Healthy. That seems like you could. You could like blow an eye out. That way. You know. You're gonna blow an an eye socket. Doing that. Don't hold in your sneeze. But. There's a, a nice middle ground. Or I mean you don't. You don't have to say I chew either. Like, <laughs> just, just go, I just go purr, purr. Like, my sneeze is kinda of just like Like, it's kinda of like a quick It's kinda of, That's how I sneeze. I'll do that. But I, I, I don't know if I've ever said I chew when I sneezed. So, anyway, back to the next line. We even, okay, here, next line. I even sent him a pet oxen. They love that crap in Malaysia. That's Mugatu. I guess it would have to be the first time I went through the second grade. That's Derek Zoolander. We have the classic, who am I? When he looks in the puddle after the model of the year fashion awards, he goes, who am I? It's your, it's your who am I Derek Zoolander moment. I, I heard that referenced. Someone said that maybe it probably was a sports show. Someone said this guy's he's having his his who am I Derek Zoolander moment. I thought that was a hilarious way to describe something. His I am Derek Zoolander. That's see that's another thing. Does he? I, does he say? I can't remember. If he says, "I am Derek Zoolander," as a question, but then, as you remember, in Anchorman, of course, I am Ron Burgundy. It's it's another similar thing. I can't remember if I, I yeah I can't remember if Derek Zoolander does that, but he definitely does the, who am I? <laughs> I love I love how he just says it so poignantly, looking at his reflection, and then and then his reflection responds to him, it says something different. It's classic. Classic puddle humor. Alright. The next quote How many abidigitals do you see modeling? But that's Derek Zulander. He's he's talking about aboriginals. I love how he says Abadigitals. How many abodigitals do you see modeling? And we have Sting is a hero of mine. The music that he's making, I don't really listen to it. But the fact that he's making it, I respect that. <laughs> that's, that's Hansel. See, see, like some of Hansel's quotes are, they're a, a lot more wordy than Derek's. But, and then Hansel also says, do I know what, yeah, this is, do I know what product I'm selling? No. <laughs> that's a great line. Console. then we have Did you ever think there was more to life than being really 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 ridiculously good-looking? That's Derek Zoolander. I think I added a a really right there Like he only says really three times really 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 ridiculously good-looking then we have Derek's roommates, they all yell in unison orange mocha frappuccinos which is another thing that they do in dodgeball it just it reminds me of the scene in dodgeball when they go i know i know how we're going to save the gym car wash it reminds me of when owen yells car wash it's a classic yelling line yelling bit Alright, another quote Or did you think I'd be too stupid to know what a Ugoogly is? Derek Zoolander says that He's referring to He calls eulogies A Ugoogly And Not many (laughs) He says Not many people read your little Time magazine or whatever it's called He's talking to Matilda then he says, now if you'll excuse me, I've got an after-funeral party to attend. <laughs> that's classic. An after-funeral party. That's, that's hilarious. And then we have the one that I referenced a long time ago at this point. When I was talking about the whole the mermaid commercial that they watch in the... In the southern New Jersey coal mining country bar. And and then Derek yells at his dad, Merman! Merman! Cause his dad calls him a mermaid. I'm a merman. And then we have oh my gosh, this is this is this one of the funniest parts of the movie when Mugatu is showing Derek the A model of... Not, not a male model. Of like a, a little... What's the word for it? You know. A little replication model. Of his Derek Zoolander Center for Kids Who Can't Read Good. And then Derek smashes it. And he says... What is this? A center for ants? That's classic. Because... And then he's like... This needs to be at least three times bigger (laughs) he's like doing the math in his head because he thinks that that's the actual building even though it's like a little you know a little to scale replication of it that's classic and we have let's see you have 1200 messages that is a bit more above average (laughs) it's a bit above average and we have when Hansel bumps Derek, and he says, "Excuse me, bra." And Derek says, "You're excused, and I'm not your bra." <laughs> I see. I was trying to remember. Did this movie? Is that where? Because that that used to be a big thing. People, everyone would always say, "You're excused." So. That made me... I want, I was wondering if this movie started that. Because that's a classic line that like, that people use in everyday life. People... We used to say that a lot more. We used to... We used to always say, You're excused. Alright. And... The final one, I believe right here. Why don't you lick my balls? I can derelict my own balls. That's... Hansel says that to Derek. And then Derek says the second part there. uh, Because his new... The new fashion line that Mugatu designed for him is derelict. Which is based around the homeless. That we see in our city every day. And there you go. That's... That's all... That's everything. That's all the memorable lines... It's all the categories. I'm just double checking. It looks like I, I use my trusty red marker here. And it looks like I crossed out uh, everything. Except for Etch-A-Sketch Actor DDL. A fun, a fun little terminology that we made up earlier. There you go. This, this has been the Zoolander Podcast. Uh, I love how long I went. I went in depth. We We went everywhere. We went off track. We went on the runway. Off the runway. Walk fast. Oh my god. This was fun. This is a classic movie. This is, I would venture to say, an underrated movie. Zoolander. Doesn't get the same press as Anchorman or or stepbrothers or or wedding crashers or even old school. Like like people don't talk about Zoolander much, but it like I said, it kind of kicked off a, a comedy era back in two thousand one. And yeah, this is fun. Share the podcast. Thank you so much for listening up to this point right now. Thank you, thank you. Share share it. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you get updated on new episodes when they drop. And yeah, this this has been this has been fun. Thank you so much and I hope you have a great day. And I hope you watch Zoolander at some point. Don't watch the second one though. Just don't don't watch Zoolander 2. If you learn anything from this podcast, don't watch zoolander 2 there you go the original is almost always better than the sequel Mm-hmm. righty this has been fun and share subscribe have a great day and uh, what's a zoolander line i can sign off on uh blue steel uh <laughs> uh this is See, I can't like on the spot. Um, orange mocha frappuccinos. Hey man, are we doing Zoolander dosh? Well, why why didn't you give me a call, man? Why didn't why didn't you leave me a voicemail? Well, hey man, are you loco? Well, why didn't you send me a text message, man? Are, are we on? Are we doing Zoolander Dose? Are we going to do this? Well, why didn't you give me a call, man?